Hey everyone, welcome back to But Why Though Reviews. Today we are reviewing The Little Mermaid 2023. As always, I'm Kate and I'm here with Suara. Hello, thank you for having me again. How's it going? It's going well, thanks. Uh, I mean, come on, you're like the live, you're the Disney live action like guy. Like you've seen them all for better or for worse. Um, so of course, I will say have I have on. not. Thank you. I will say I've not seen them all, but I trust other critics. But I do have <laughs> strong opinions on these live actions. Okay, yes. so you are the person I know that have seen the most of the most of them because I have seen like three. Two, maybe good because most of them so. are terrible yes <laughs> so that leads us to the little mermaid it is a live act at light live action adaptation of disney's classic princess movie the little mermaid um they changed some things up which we'll get into i'm sure here in a little bit but i mean the synopsis is really straightforward girl who has fins falls in love with man with legs decides to change everything about herself to be with man with legs somehow unifies the kingdoms <laughs> quick synopsis um Swara why don't you kick us off by talking about your expectations for the film you know I think I was just really in it to watch Halle Bailey as Ariel I think that this was such a great casting you know from the get-go she has such an amazing voice she's acted before in shows like Ronish and other things and yeah I was just like really excited to see her I you know Rob Marshall I think that he's a solid director overall I think that what I was trepidatious about going into it was you might have guessed it, the CGI work, especially on the animals and Disney's fixation on hyper-realism and these live actions, which, you know, I have strong feelings about. Uh, and uh, also Lin that the fact that Lin-Manuel Miranda would be writing some new songs for this uh, live action version and was definitely like, well, we'll get into all of that as we go along. Yeah. Yeah, I um I mean I like Hallie. I like her other work. I know that I was happy that somebody was casted who could actually sing. Um, because I don't think that's really something we've gotten. Like, and I'm and when I say sing, I mean like Broadway style belted out, like actually fits the musical arrangements that were initially given for these films. Um, so I was excited for that. But overall, like I'm not a little mermaid person. Like, my husband compromises more than I do. I'm not going to give up my voice and get legs and leave my family for a man. And I haven't liked it. Um, there are a few iterations of it that I do like. Um, but I was at least open to it because I like sea stuff. Um, so I was hoping that the effects would be at least be good enough to keep me in. Um, I definitely expected nothing like the bar was in hell essentially <laughs> so I just showed up to really do this review and at least give it a chance um so and on again that, that's understandable because most of the live actions have been terrible yeah no exactly and I think a lot of the stuff that we got from it um was not great leading up to it like a lot of the initial shots Rob Marshall did not know how to light black skin ultimately um you can tell that they put in like some vibrancy filters and up the contrast and quite a bit of the work in the final version but the initial marketing was like just not good and really obscured um Hallie's face and her body 
And I was not cool with that. And I really, I, I actually don't like a lot of Rob Marshall's films. Um, there, uh, was it Mary Poppins Returns, Members of a Geisha. I think the only one I really like is Chicago. Yeah, um, Chicago. Yeah. So it, it is one of those things where I, yeah. <laughs> but to go as we usually do, the things that went well, and I will start it off with Hallie. I think this is the closest that we've actually gotten to a live action actress capturing the mannerisms and like the speech patterns of the original voice actor. Um, and I thought that that was something that really blew me away because when you listen to Hallie's rendition of part of your world and some of the songs that we've seen before there is a real embodiment of how you would have done it in voice acting not just in physical acting and I think that that is a piece that is really important whenever you're doing a musical whenever you're doing Broadway it's not just about acting with your body it's about acting with every part of you and I think that she had such a very specific skill set that allowed her to do that perfectly. And to be honest, she sounds like her tenor is the same as the original voice actress. Like it, it is like uncannily similar. And in that way, I think she really knocks it out of the park. And I think that there are some elements that she brings to it on her own. Um, a lot of like the, some of the notes that were extended and some of the the, the larger range that she has that I think really benefit the film and some of those iconic songs. I absolutely agree. She was phenomenal in her singing. And just like you said, what she did was she honored the original source material, mm -hmm. what Alan Menken, Howard Ashman, and Jody Benson, the original voice actress of Ariel, brought to that role in those songs. And she just was able to make it her own at the same time. And it was such a wonderful balance. I really enjoyed her performance overall. I think that while she had, you know, the spunkiness and the tenacity of Ariel that fans of her have always loved, I said this in my review, she also brought with it uh, subtleties of emotion and um, insecurity and fears, um, particularly like I will say my favorite new song in this is For the First Time, which was written by Lynn Manuel along with Alan Menken. And she's able to convey so many great emotions like with her voice, even though like, you know, it's in the context of the film. This isn't really a spoiler. It's like in her head. And yeah, I think that she just really shined throughout it. And she's like the real anchor for this film, as it should be. And I think like my other my, my big surprise um, because Hallie, I knew she was going to sing well. They had released, um, I think they released some of the songs before uh, in a lot of the marketing. I was like, okay, now she nailed this. Um, Melissa McCartney, I was extremely surprised by how good she actually was as Ursula. Like, again, this was an actor who was doing a lot of the voice work that you see in voice acting. And I found that one endearing. And Ursula is like, as much as I don't like The Little Mermaid as a story, I, Unfortunate Souls is 100% one of the top tier Disney villain songs. And Melissa McCarty bodied it. It was good. Her, her makeup was terrible and her costuming was terrible. But her voice and actually capturing... Again, the cadence, the tenor, when to pause, when to speed up, all of that was on point. And I think that that's something that, that is something that, that The Little Mermaid as a film has going for it that I do not think any of the other Disney live actions have going for it. They don't capture the music in the same way. 
she is the best live action Disney villain since Glenn Close as Cruella. And those are rich. Yeah. Like those original 101 down, that first live action, that was terrible overall, but Glenn Close, you just watch it for Glenn Close and how she eats up the scenery. And Melissa McCarthy did the exact same in this, just like like leaning into the camp. That's what we want. We don't Mm -hmm. need something like too serious. These are like animated movies made for children. Just like be silly with it. And I love how silly Melissa was with it. And I think that, you know, she did give some like uh, empathy to the role that audiences latch onto, but never in a way that made you be like, oh, I want Ursula, you know, in a serious way like that. You want Ursula to win. And she's still a straight up baddie. And that's yeah. great. You know, we just just more of this, please, Disney, please just yeah. lean into well, the and, and the funny thing is, is, I don't think there was any empathy there. Like she was just an evil sea witch who wanted to take her brother's throne and threw the daughter under the bus. And I think, like, I agree, like, that is, like, you can just be that. Like, just be a villain. Like, you don't need anything to endear somebody to like them. Like, just have her built out unfortunate souls, and I'm with it. Like, I I don't care. Um, What about, or were there any other highlights for you that you really appreciated? I thought Jonah Howard King as Eric was great. I think that what they did was they took this really bland role from the animated original and they add some more depth into it. Yeah. Maybe not all of it worked, but he is a great performer, actor, and singer. Like, even though his song, I was like, oh, is this really necessary? He like really delivered in that. So I think that what they did smartly with him was give like, you know, more meat to the role of ariel's love interest so that they could sort of partner together really well in those scenes yeah i i liked him um i he doesn't really i don't know there was something missing for me but i think that it was just because they took like a really flat this is a prince role and tried to give it depth like with that song and i didn't hate his song i think what they try to do is say hey these are two well-rounded character or these this is our attempt at two well-rounded characters so you can be invested in their romance um i it just wasn't I I I just wasn't unfortunately I thought Hallie and him worked well individually but I really wasn't bought into a lot of the romance of it unfortunately but again I think that that just comes from like me in order for me to fall in love with a story that is that fast-paced you need to make me highly invested in characters to want them to like be together and I just didn't feel that way in this film and I think a lot of it was Part of the pacing and then also I think there was time spent on elements that we didn't necessarily need um I will say one of the other things that I trying to find like one more good thing to say about it because I disliked this movie strongly um but I, I think one of the things that I, I did appreciate was some of the visual design of the mermaids um it's kind of a positive and a negative like I actually thought Ariel was the least um like aesthetically like her her um like her top and her fin like she was the least busy but it also made her kind of the least interesting visually because like her sisters had like extremely intricate tops and extremely intricate like fins and had iridescence on their skin and that was really cool especially in the water and I think they let Hallie down by not bringing some of that iridescence into Ariel's skin by not bringing some of those more um I don't want to say eccentric but some of those louder elements um and I know they were doing it to keep with 
the original way that Ariel looked, but it's kind of like, if you're going to up all of the other mermaids, you should probably also do that with your main mermaid. Um, so it's kind of disservice, but also something I did like of seeing the mer people in general. They all looked really pretty. So. Yeah, I suppose like on some of those particular mer people, the one who had, you know, is a main character. I will say Javier Bardem as King Triton did not do it for me. He was no. so flat throughout and I just this like, you know, there was check for him. Like that's what it yeah. came off as. Yeah, it's it just like, you know, he looked the part, I think, occasionally when he was acting against Hallie, there might have been a hint of something there. But overall, he just wasn't giving anything to it. And that was like really disappointing, especially when you compare it to the original animation and King Triton as voiced by um, Kenneth. Uh, oh, I forgot his last name, but wonderful uh, voice actor. May rest in peace. Like he had a lot of range in that film. Like he was yeah. compelling to watch, but Javier Bardem just wasn't. Unfortunately. It's almost like he didn't throw himself into being that character in the way that made Ursula and Ariel work. Like those two characters worked on screen because Hallie and Melissa cared about being that character and kind of didn't let anything keep them away from just going for it. And I agree. Like, I think Javier Bardem is like easily one of the, like the weakest links. <laughs> I would like to know if there are no Caribbean or Jamaican voice actors that they could have gotten to do Sebastian is something I would also like to know. Um, I didn't. David Diggs got it because he's Lin Manuel's Miranda's friend. Yeah, I well, didn't. Let's be real. I didn't like it. It, it. It's yet another bad accent. Um, and there are multiple in this film. Um, and I can't. I can't take Aquafina, man. I can't. She's annoying. She's unbearably annoying consistently. And maybe one day she'll drop the black scent again and give us a performance like she did in the farewell, or she'll keep it. And keep doing it, and then Lynn Manuel Miranda will give her a rap song, and yeah, yeah, like <laughs> that was the worst <laughs> one by far. The so they took like literally just from the animation again, not a spoiler because the soundtrack is out. Uh, they took Scuttle, you know, coming to tell Ariel like, oh, the prince is engaged, like literally just that one to two lines, and they turned it into a whole rap song called Scuttlebutt, and it is just. It's terrible. It's just like, why did we need this? Oh, like, so a scuttlebutt just... is an argument. Like that, there is a word. Like that is a word, right? And it means an argument, right? Like, what are we doing here? And I'm just gonna say, I think like the parts that didn't work for me with this film, for the most part, had to do with Lynn's contributions. Mm -hmm. I'm just like, you know, he's talented overall, but like. Disney keeps involving him in almost everything new they're doing. And I understand, like, he's no Alan Menken. I'm sorry. Yeah. Alan Menken has a lot he of range. He doesn't have range. He doesn't yeah. have range. Yeah. He doesn't. He goes yeah. to the same chord structure, the same, like, beats. It is, like, you can take the music and take it from all of his films and then put on another lyric. And it is, it is the same. It's frustrating. It's extremely frustrating. Um, I, yeah, he, his were definitely like when they, unfortunately, when they stuck to the original stuff, it was good. Like when they actually did the songs from the original, it was good. When they gave us scenes from the original, it was good. 
Um, and I think that that's where like, I like live action should be inventive and be their own thing. But I think going into a classified, as much as I don't like the little mermaid as a story, I know that movie. I see it. If it came on, I would watch it. And I think that there are parts of what makes me sad is there are parts of this film that really capture it and other parts that don't. I think another one of the big misses is for me is the production quality of being in the water and being on land is so drastic. Like the set pieces are not good above land. The costuming is not good. Like at all for like anybody it's very rudimentary and not detailed and not the caliber that you expect from a Disney film in my opinion and then I think you also run into like some of the weirder issues that like I like when it comes to colorblind casting is that like this is the Caribbean and you still have a sugar trade but the queen is back and then like they're like we're just gonna zoom in on random ethnicities and like we like Hmm. There are historical contexts going on in here that just doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel right. And I think that like, I am all for casting to talent. And I think the mermaids themselves, like it doesn't matter. <laughs> the choices they made to tie it, like to have it be fantasy, but then have Eric tie it back to history. And like all of that, like pick a lane, pick what you're doing. Cause yeah, the way I took it was that this is still a fantasy that is informed maybe by that history, but you're right. They clearly they showed didn't put maps any of the actual world though. Oh, like, that is true. They I forgot show, that. He meant he literally names countries. He names right. things that they have been trading. Like Right. Okay, I forgot that part. Thank you for reminding me. It's a big part of like their like romance yeah. is him showing her yeah. and this is where Spain is and this yeah. is Brazil. Like yeah yeah they clearly did not put thought into that of they're trying to be wishy-washy with it in an almost sort of i'll just say bridgerton-esque way but i think even bridgerton put more thought into it it feels like checkboxes like for me i think yeah like it is hey we need to have an asian in the film let's make sure the 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 camera pans by one in the background of this island setting hey we maybe shouldn't have all white people on this island let's make them adopted and like and I think that there are, like, I think that there were boxes they were trying to check when they were building out that island that didn't necessarily pay off because it actually undercut a lot of the stuff they were doing. You could tell they were going for, like, a Caribbean feel and a Caribbean look with the music. And that is something that Little Marie did initially, but they just whiffed it. Like, they didn't pick a lane and stick with it. Like, Honestly, if you wanted to make it all fantasy and make it just informed by the Caribbean, you could have just made like Eric Caribbean too. Like it, like there are just choices that I don't think were made with a purpose. They were made to fill boxes, and that's when I have an issue with it. And also, like, I'm sorry, why did they have to put Holly in that ugly ass dress? <laughs> with that ugly headband like it, I don't know like the out, out of the water I just have a lot of issues with like all the choices they made in the water it wasn't that bad I would like to know Suara do you think King Triton has seven different wives to have his seven different daughters or did him and one wife kidnap all those children and make them their daughters 
because it's a whole United wow. Nations. It's a whole United <laughs> Nations. I think <laughs> I think it was just like meant to be colorblind casting that it is the same vein as like the 1997 Cinderella where you don't question why this black uh queen and this uh white yes. king have a Filipino son but you just roll with good. it right <laughs> it, it's hard it, it's hard and I know yeah. that I'm giving it a lot of grief it, it's just it's one of those things where like I think I understand when, and, I, and I think it what hurt what what sucks for me is that Hallie has had to deal with a lot of racism and harassment just for taking the role as Ariel. And so for you to kind of undercut her casting, like, why did you have to choose a white Spaniard to be her dad? Like, were no Black actors available to being King Triton? Like, you have Especially already- considering that in the Little Mermaid musical, like, he was originated by a Black man. Yeah! Like, in the stage version. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and um, was it Auli? the she, no, 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 she no. did the mermaid she did, live. She did, she, she did a little mermaid live right okay, no but this yes. is like the stage version on broadway oh, yeah okay yeah. yeah so yeah so like it is one of those things like you have already made the decision that made the people who were going to be mad at you be mad at you you are making the choice to cast these role any way you want lean into it go all the way make it make sense within the world that you have created because the people who are pissed off are not going to show up to watch it anyway you don't need to softball colorblind casting you can just cast to color and make these characters like who you are casting and i think that that is something that disney consistently fails at and 100 it, it it opens the door for more criticism because they're not actually trying to do something with the changes that they're making um, they don't stick to it. They keep trying to play both audiences as much as they yes. can. They keep trying to like win the racist back. No, just be like, fuck the racist. Just it. like stick just to what it. you're doing. Like the kids are going to watch it anyway. They're not really thinking about this. Yeah. Just, yeah, I absolutely agree with you. They need to like have more deliberate thought into it in the world that they were creating. I think for me, this film still worked because of the performances of the leads and, you know, the chemistry that I saw that they had and I yeah I still like really enjoyed it overall I thought it was charming I guess in a way you know I gave an eight out of ten on my review it's just that Mm -hmm. the strong parts of it worked for me and I felt like again even with these critiques that we do have I still felt like it worked overall um one of the better live actions for sure um I think as well I want to go back to Hallie as Ariel for a second is that what really did for me like with the film is that they made these tweaks in her storyline that I think for me worked and allowed Ariel to have even more uh, tenacity and courage Mm -hmm. in her actions and deliberations in a way that I felt other live actions that sort of failed at with their princesses. I will say like the, the the, uh, 2015 Cinderella, great. One of the better live actions, but I really hated in the conclusion of that. It's been several years now that they had Cinderella just be passive, like actively yeah. passive when in the original animation, no, she was fighting for her freedom, like from that tower. Yeah. And, but no, it with this, with Ariel, they do a lot more in a way that I think triumphed I over that. Yeah. yeah. No, but, I, but I do. Yeah. But I do agree. Like more deliberate thoughts have been put into the rest of the movie to make it as great as it could be. Cause like little mermaid, like the mermaid and the little mermaid and Ursula are really good. And I think as we move into saying if people should watch it, I think that if you are in a, if you were a fan 
of the original Little Mermaid film and the songs in it, I think you should watch this because you'll hit it. Like I purposely did not get up to use the restroom until Unfortunate Souls finished. And I was so glad that I didn't miss it because it's really good. And Hallie is really damn good, like vocally. And I don't just mean like when she's singing, like I mean when she is just talking, like she hits the mannerisms of the aerial in the in the animated film so dang well. Like you're not going to find somebody embodying characters better than Melissa and her. Like that is that is just fact. Um, it's just everything else that didn't work for me. And I think for me, like it's a five and it's a five because of Melissa and Hallie. Um, and I, I, I guess it's just like, I'm not the audience for this type of story. Like give me Beauty and the Beast. I did not like that live action that much, but like Beauty and the Beast, I was in the theater, like the day it came out. Um, I don't, I also don't like Cinderella. So like, I, I love princess stories deeply, but the ones that hit with me. And so I think that for me, this was always going to be kind of that negative bias coming in. But I think if you do love the original, like there is so much for you to love from this film and it is primarily because of Hallie. Um, actually, I would say her primarily. Melissa second, but like Hallie brings everything to this. And I think that if you're a little girl watching it now, like that's all you need. Like you don't really need the other stuff. And I think that it's enough to kind of gloss over, kind of like you said. Um, but yeah, I'm just not that audience so for me i was like oh god <laughs> i will say like one other note about beauty and the beast so i think that both emma watson and hallie bailey are the best live action disney princesses difference is hallie can sing yes yes exactly exactly no you're entirely right you're like entirely i love emma right. watson but like she was auto-tuned throughout the entire movie it was movie. really bad it was really yes. bad i i I don't care who Disney casts as other princesses. I just think that Hallie has set the bar incredibly high. You better know how to sing. Like, I don't want another princess cast that can't just belt it out. Um, because I think, like, when you miss the music of a Disney movie, like, that, that is what makes so many of them iconic. And I think that, like, that is what really works here. And I hope that Hallie's success and beauty is Ariel makes disney be like oh yeah we can't just cast anybody like, we need to catch some cast somebody with broadway training musical training something um that can go forward 100 percent. yeah so suara do you think people should go out and watch it i kind of gave my opinion what about yours <laughs> i think people should absolutely go see this movie just for how like we said for hallie bailey and melissa mccarthy alone they just have such great performances they eat up the scenery so well and i also gotta say i really loved i didn't say this before i really love the under the sea sequence i know there have been like yeah. you know like some a little shoddy cgi here and there but i thought it was a beautiful display of ocean life Again, David Diggs, Jamaican accent aside, he gives a pretty great performance as well as in Kiss the Girl. And I just like, I love the underwater scenes so Kiss much. Kiss the Girl was Def really good. Kiss the Girl was probably the best song that wasn't sung by Hallie or Melissa. Like it was, yes, it was really yes. good. Totally, yeah. So yeah, I say go watch it. Or if you don't feel like going to the theater, it'll be up on streaming as well where you catch it there. So yeah. Awesome. 
Well, Suara, why don't you tell everybody where they can find you? Y'all can find me on Twitter at Spider Suarez, however long Twitter still lasts. And I'm a freelance writer for But Why Though, The New Arab, uh, other web- Nerds of Color, other websites. You check out my work on all those websites. Check out my written Little Mermaid review that just went up today. And I am a co-host of The Middle Geeks, a podcast that covers anything and everything in Southwest Asian, North African media and where we give our takes on it. So please check that out. Awesome. And you can find me at Oma Mythbrandier on Twitter and you can find us at butwaitho.net. Thank you. Take care, everyone.